Hey, how's it going? I'm Andy Jones and this is episode 129 of the Photography Side Hustle podcast. Okay, this week's episode comes courtesy of Facebook group member Dan Ritchie, who is an excellent photographer. Go and have a look at his Milky Way photos in the Facebook group. They're absolutely beautiful. Anyway, he posted a little over a week ago, and for context, the customer he mentioned had a low-resolution digital file of the image with Dan's watermark over it. So this is his post, and I quote, I have a client who wants an image of mine printed on canvas, a large print of 35 by 48. They asked for a few light modifications to the photo. That's fine, he said. But after pricing my cost using the 3X formula, the print would be costly. I sent them an email letting them know that due to the size and shipping of a print that size, it was going to be expensive and I understood if they wanted to go with a smaller size. The return email was not pleasant and was followed by the client doing a little internet research and finding the cheapest canvas printing company and having the print shipped direct to their house. Now, that eliminates me from the equation and all that that implies. Learning the craft of photography, equipment costs, post-processing time, and equipment, and so on. It has been frustrating, to say the least. I don't print the cheapest thing out there, and I still need to run a business. Is this common? Has anyone else run into this type of situation? And then he adds, a commonly recommended markup for photography products is 2.85. Your other option is to follow the basic principle of pricing goods. That is charging anywhere from between 2x and 7x the costs, the COGS, cost of goods sold price. So that is what he put down in the Facebook group. So I'm going to address some of the things in there. So we're going to start with the problem customer. Now this person thinks he should be able to get a canvas printed at cost because he deserves it. He doesn't see the value in Dan's work or that Dan has spent thousands of dollars on equipment and travel expenses, not to mention the years of learning how to take the quality photos in the first place. And on top of that, just the talent that he's got. You can't just go to anyone in the street and say, go take me a picture of, you know, a Milky Way, Milky Way shop with a certain tree in it. There's, there's so much involved in it. And he's trying to sell his work and he deserves decent money. And this guy is not good. This is a kind of customer that needs to be avoided at all costs. You don't need this in your life. So what you need to do is qualify your customers. I first heard about this about 20 years ago from a realtor. If you've ever been on a realtor website and wanted information, you sometimes get a short questionnaire to fill in. Like how much are you looking to spend? What is your timeline for buying? That kind of thing. The reason for this is to weed out the tire kickers and stop people who have no intention of buying that just want one little piece of info from you just for the heck of it, just for something to do. And it stops people wasting the realtor's time. Now, I'm not saying you do a questionnaire, but you do need to put some information out there that will make people stop and think. Make them understand what they have to be willing to do before they can hire you or put some of your artwork on their living room wall. So the place we put this information is your website. This is where you're going to weed out the customers like Dan's. People that visit your website are going to take one look and instantly decide to book you or walk away without causing you a minute of stress. 
Websites aren't only about telling the world how great you are. They're also a place for you to decide who can and can't have access to your talent and services. So what is this mysterious website information that is so powerful? It is so simple. Just show your pricing. If you sell prints of your work like Dan does, put some pricing examples on your website. So next to one of your photos that's for sale, give some prices like canvases from $300 to $8.99. You can give a full range if you like. It makes people understand that there is a price range. So the smaller ones are going to be $300 and the top of the range are going to be $8.99. Same for frame prints. You could put from $450 to $1,200, wherever your price range is. Also mention available sizes if you like, like 11 by 14, 36 by 48. Now, of course, you could just post your full price list, put all the options for each image and let people choose. And that will work even better. All the information's there. They don't have to contact you to say, is that going to be the same if I get this, that and the other? You put all your information out there, they're going to be totally educated. So let's think about Dan's client. He had to contact Dan for a price and was shocked that he would have to pay for a massive print, which is absolutely, I understand where he's coming from. It's disgraceful. Having to pay for things. <laughs> Crazy. Now, if Dan had all the options and prices posted on his website, that guy would have instantly known there wasn't a free or low cost option and he would have just disappeared. And that was it. A simple thing like prices from and then the prices can qualify customers. If you listened to last week's episode, I talked about pricing your work and getting as much for it as you can. This is the best way to qualify people and get the prices that you want. Now, Dan mentioned multiplying the cost of the product by 2.85. I think 3x or 4x is fine. So if a 16 by 20 canvas costs you $70 plus $15 shipping, $85 total, sell it for 255 at the 3x or $340 if you 4x the price. You're in this to make a profit, not give someone a deal. You give someone a deal if they're spending a lot of money with you. Like I say, you're in this for a profit and profit only. If people love your work, they'll pay the money. So don't be afraid of pricing high. You are aiming your work at people who are willing to pay for quality artwork and photography. Not some guy that thinks he knows what you should charge him. Okay, so another thing you can do is use mock-ups. Now, just putting a scaled-down version of your photo on the website doesn't tell the viewer much about your work, apart from it's nice and they might like it. And one thing that this does do, though, if you just put an image up, make sure you scale it down pretty small and get a good watermark on it because just putting a photograph up and you don't scale it down and say someone can right click on it and download it and it might be the full size image you're allowing them to steal your work now if the image on the website was of a photo of that photo framed on a wall in a home then that tells the potential customer that someone else has that image on their wall Seeing that makes the next step of buying a frame print from you for their home way easier. You don't have to physically print, frame, and then take a picture of it on your wall. There is an app for that. Well, there's a few apps. I have an Android phone, and I use Wall Picture 2. And you just get it on your phone, 
It's so good. It really is just so easy to do. It it automates the whole process and it's free. You can pay extra to get more wall examples, but the free ones that come with it to start with for your website will be fine. And I think if you have to pay, it's only like 10 20 or $30, depending on what you buy. Now, one thing that Dan said got me thinking, and that is his image was watermarked. Now, years ago, I sent some files to a photo lab for printing. And some of them were posters and magazine covers, which I used to do loads of. And they had at the bottom, copyright Andy Jones photography. And a few days after, the lab called me and said they wouldn't print my work because it was copyrighted. And I explained that I was Andy Jones photography and it was okay to print them. They still wouldn't do it. They sent me a form that I had to fill in, giving them permission to print any copyrighted work with my name on it. At first, I thought it was a bit... It's a little over the top, but if someone else scanned a poster and decided they were going to get another print of it and miss me out, it's good to know that some of the print places, the photo labs are going to say, no, it's copyrighted. It's not, you know, you're not Andy Jones. It's good. So if you're going to use a watermark, use the word copyright anywhere in your watermark, copyrighted your name photography, or even do not print, not for print, something like that. Now, if it doesn't deter people from stealing the image, it might stop the print lab from printing it. Now, if you use frame mock-ups, like I was just talking about using that wall picture to app, you might be able to get away without using a watermark, but it's risking it a little bit. I just want to go over quickly selling files and selling products. Selling files to customers. Now, I've ranted on about this plenty of times in different different episodes but I'm doing it again so selling files to customers is handing over the ownership of the images pretty much they are free to print whatever they like if you are a landscape photographer or you do work like that you should never ever sell the image files instead you should be selling the prints from that file and keeping total control of them if you sell only digital files They are your product when a customer is comparing photographers. The products is, we get all the images for $1,000, $500, whatever it is, and they'll compare prices. But if you're selling a product, a print product, it makes the customer look at your work and focus on the image quality. If they're comparing two photographers, they're looking at your image quality. Which one do they like the best? Which style do they like the best? So you're much better selling products. And if you are selling digital files on top of products, make sure the digital files are extremely expensive. So to avoid contact with cheap-minded customers, put your prices on your website. And don't be scared of 3 or 4xing the amount you pay for products. It's your business and you can charge whatever you like. Remember, what, like I said last week, it's all mindset. It really is just mindset. Set your stall out. Put your prices at a decent amount so that when you get an order, you make decent money. Okay, that's my take on qualifying customers. Thanks to Dan Ritchie for asking the question in the Facebook group. And thanks to you for listening to me waffle on. If you need any help with anything, you can join the Facebook group and you can contact me through the group or through Facebook Messenger. Right, I'll talk to you soon. Bye. Bye.